0: Welcome to another guest host edition of the Talking to Ourselves podcast. I'm Omid Farhang, founder at Majority. Today, our host is Ryan Kutcher, award-winning writer, creative director, and founder of the independent agency Circus Maximus, which has won multiple Ad age small agency of the year honors. Ryan and I met each other back in 2005 while working at CPB. Not only is he one of the best creative directors in the world, he also happens to be one of my very best friends in the world. Speaking of best in the world, today, Ryan's guest is Aaron Starkman, Global Chief Creative Officer at Canada-based agency Rethink, named 2022 Global Independent Agency of the Year by Campaign and Clios, winner of Ad Age's number one ad in the world this year. NBC News called him viral specialists. Like myself and Ryan, Aaron is also a CPB alum, and he also hosts an excellent marketing podcast that you'll definitely want to check out this is Ryan Kutcher and Aaron Starkman talking to
1: themselves uh, Ryan I should give you a heads up um, I'm terrible at these things right like, I'm, I'm a, I understand I'm a podcast host but um, like I say no to panels I'm asked to be on panels all the time where it's like yeah. you know pontificate about the future of advertising but like, I don't I can't like I'm dumb like I'm dumb I like I do my th- yeah I could t- I can ask I can answer like uh, questions about work. Um, nah. But if I'm asked to like talk about the future of advertising, I'm just gonna drool on myself and uh, as yeah. uh, this thing's never gonna get released. So
2: it's pretty straightforward. I like this. I'm getting to know a little bit about your approach. So yeah. uh, Omid, I'll do like a little intro then and kind of say who I am and what I'm doing here today and then introduce Aaron and we're off. You're already off. Have fun. Boys. We're already off. All right, we're we off. Well, welcome, listeners. My name is Ryan Kutcher. I am your guest host here today for the Talking to Ourselves podcast. The the uh, the, the hastily thrown together and not that professional uh, host. As you can see, my guest Aaron Starkman has his own microphone, and uh, Aaron Starkman is the chief creative officer at Rethink. And I have. A little bit more background. Aaron, you are one of the top five CCOs in the world. At age number one, ranked CCO in Canada. Campaign Magazine 2022, number one, chief creative officer. You've won more canned gold lions on more brands than any other creative in Canada. I'm only halfway through your list of accolades. I'll pause there and you can maybe tell me what the hell you're drinking up there that you're you're doing all this work.
1: Um, Just straight up coffee uh a lot of co- a lot of coffee but you know what um yeah you know what canada canada is a an interesting country and canada is having a nice little moment in advertising it's not just me or rethink i mean there's so many agencies um doing well and i think part of that comes from we have to punch above our weight we, we don't have we don't have we don't have budgets, so a lot of the things like you were at you were at CPB in the heyday, right, Ryan? So like it's like it's a lot of the things out of Canada feel a little CPB ish, um, mm. because yeah, they're they're punching above their weight. There's a a little idea, or sorry, a big idea with sometimes little money, and you gotta get it out there and um, hope it makes noise. Uh, agencies other than our agency are doing the the CPB press release thing. Uh, I stole that, of course. I'm an ex CPBer, and yeah. I mean that works. And uh, it's it's kind of recession proof, even. Um, so like I, it's it's a it's a good vibe here, and uh, yeah, I'm loving a lot of the work from from Canada these days. So the Canadian ad scene, you know, when I would I, first of
2: all, I didn't know much about advertising even five months before I got into the business, I didn't grow up thinking I might want to be in, in in advertising. And I didn't certainly know about a scene, one here, one in London, which was always referenced actually once I got into the business. The yeah. Canadian ad scene, was this something that you always wanted to be a part of?
1: No, no. Um, no, I, I, I wanted to get into advertising um, after um deciding i hated the idea of being a lawyer uh i was actually I was going to write the LSAT exam and i was 12 hours from writing it and i actually you know i was i was hanging out with this lawyer person and he was like i hate my fucking life <laughs> i hate it it's not it's not fun uh i don't it, there's it's i'm not in a creative profession I take the shit home with me. Like I'm stressed at work, then I'm stressed at home. Um, and then like that night I Googled or I might've, uh, I might well, it was so long ago, I might've asked Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> so I might've, I might've done that. And I, and I searched how to get an advertising. And, you know, so I didn't take the LSAT exam. And I eventually went to, uh, seneca college i met this uh you know this the guy anthony calumet an amazing motivational guy um like talked about former students who were you know doing super bowl commercials and i'm like what you get paid to do this to do like commercials and like use your brain you write something and then it ends up as a as a tv spot and you know i was i was at that school for a year. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't just about like building your portfolio. It was like, there was media involved and I didn't want to do that. I was also, I was also pretty poor. I didn't save enough money from, uh, working at Harvey's, which is a, a large burger chain in Canada. I didn't save enough money. So I kind of had to quit ad school and, and, uh, it was the right move, uh, just focusing on the portfolio. One of the reasons why I did quit, well, other than money. Wait, quick when, when is this? This is two thousands nineties. How old are you? I'm forty seven years old. So, yeah, We're great. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't. There's, they got good lighting in here. They They're, really do. It's great. I was telling We're Ryan before. Forward. I was like, "There's some kind of good. There's good stuff going on in here. I should do all my Zoom calls in here." Anyways, um, so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was 2000 That's when it was. And, yeah, dropped out mainly, other than money, mainly because, you know, some former students, like, said on the down low, listen, the only thing that matters is your portfolio. That's it. Yeah. Like, the hell with your a psychology degree, which I have, but, like, it's, I got it, that's good in that it, it tells me what's wrong with me and my parents, but, but you know, this is, this, this, don't you find advertising a lot like, like Hollywood in terms of like getting in like a degree, it doesn't matter all that much, you know, like, like Tarantino, he wasn't asked to show, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his like college history if he went to harvard or anything it was more like i got a script for pulp fiction
2: right yeah i think it's going to be pretty good yeah i did it's it's one of like you you referenced grew up like most kid with eyes watching tv never once did i ever consider the fact that those commercials were made by someone i just (laughs) accepted them as being there and that that's the way it was and so but talk me through a little bit let's take a little step back before that so, where do your creative instincts come from?
1: Were you a creative child? What was your childhood like? <sighs> um, well, that's why I'm funny. Um, <laughs> Did I go too deep, too quick? Go back there. I'm on the couch. So, no, I, I had a, I had a, I had a, a, a pretty, a pretty normal childhood. Um, you know, my mom. My mom was a nursery school teacher. My dad was a mailman and then he worked uh, at a like a like a fruit market so I was used to go down and um, see my dad at work and uh, i I remember I remember the fly paper you know that sticky fly paper mm hmm mm-hmm. um, disgusting that's a good memory but yeah i I didn't know I was a creative child Um I used to draw things, come up with comic book ideas. Um, I guess I realized I was actually slightly creative when I was at summer camp and I was maybe t- 12 years old, around the same time that movie uh, Stand By Me came out. You, you know, Stand By Me? Sure, sure. Wanna so see you remember it? Gordy? Gordy, <laughs> the, the skinny kid who told like stories like he told the pie eating contest?
2: yeah
1: yeah 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 you remember that the that was that was interesting. So I was a lot like Gordy and um, but I, I was kind of shy and I told stories at camp and and I started to realize i'm I'm the only one in my cabin at camp that's kind of telling their friends these elaborate creative stories. So I would come out of my shell for these stories. And uh, you know, I had friends say, "How do you do that?" It's like, I don't know. I, I'm. Why don't you do one? It's like I don't. Yeah. I can't do that. So that's yeah. like the first time I realized, oh, like my mind's a li- like a little bit different. Like I could never be an accountant. I would suck at it. Um, this is one of the very few few pr- professions I can I can actually do.
2: Yeah, it's funny because it's like yeah. There's. <laughs> There's really no way in. It's like, like most creative endeavors, there's not really structure there to, to usher you in. Um, so yeah. at, at some point, you're you're forced to address the fact that you're not going to be a lawyer. You're not going. You know, you're not going to be an engineer. You're in college. Um, where did you find your first job, and what was it like?
1: So, I dropped out, uh, which was which was scary. And I, I worked on my portfolio 18 hours a day. Like I was, it was, and that was on the advice of, uh, former students. Is your
2: background more on the copy? You know, at this time, right? You're either a copywriter or an art director. That's it. There's two choices. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Copywriter. Okay. How about you? Yes. Copywriter. Copywriter. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I I saw Photoshop. And I saw how long it took to do stuff, and I was like, "Ah, not for me."
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I like. I listen. I can draw a good race car, but um, that's about that's about it. Yeah. Uh, and I could draw Mickey Mouse. So yeah, uh, I'm on the copy side and dropped out of school. Worked on my book a lot every day. Talked to a lot of people. Um, I was about to just quit because so many just no one got back to me and i was looking (laughs) i was at the point where i was looking into brochures on like uh, how to be a denturist like i read like oh people are getting older be a denturist like like give dentures to people so like i was at i was at the point that point and so i was going to give up I really was. I, I spent, you know, many months trying to get in. I just kinda thought it wasn't gonna happen. Then uh YNR called and um like they did something rare. They they offered me a job, like a paying job, twenty four years old, not an internship. In Canada? In Canada, in Toronto. Okay. okay. And um I uh I jumped for joy. Uh, I remember my my mom screaming around the the neighborhood. My son got a job. I was living in the basement, so I was uh, I was I was I think my mom thought I was going to be in the basement for a long long time, just uh, just chill just chilling. So um, got the job at YNR, and yeah, it it was it was interesting. You know, I got like you know started off uh, doing Ford ads. Uh, and I remember, I remember at that time, you know, looking at, at like Lurcher's archive and, um, industry magazines that would just get sent to YNR. And I saw CPB was like, whoa, what are, what are those guys doing? <laughs> right? It's like, that's the stuff I wanted to do. And YNR, um, wasn't doing that stuff. They, 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 they weren't, um. And I wasn't such a fit, and I was canned after eight months. Um, I highly recommend getting fired. Not fired.
2: I love it. Yeah,
1: I highly recommend getting fired. I mean, honestly, it's because it's. I got fired. I got fired twice in you know my first two years in the business. Well, what did
2: you? So let's start with the first one. What did you get fired for exactly?
1: well i got laid off right so i got laid off um like money thing but you know being paranoid i'm you know i'm thinking about what what did i do was i not nice was i too obnoxious was maybe i was trying to push ideas too much um who knows but you know I, i blame my i blame myself for it um the second one uh they as a smaller company they brought in a senior team and they let go a couple of junior teams and so me and my partner elizabeth uh, so we got let go twice in 2 years and mm-hmm. i think what's great what's great for me about it i think sometimes um fucking up and i took it as i fucked up is is the best way to like advance your career because you don't want to get canned again you don't want to make the same mistake so i've i've kind of um tried to set the conditions uh so i never get fired i tried to make my work better i try to be um uh not a dick <laughs> and it yeah, always good although
2: there's plenty of stories of Dick's getting pretty far along in this business.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you can uh, you can get pretty far uh, by being an asshole, um, or just happening to just if you happen to be an asshole. Yeah, you can you can get far if you have a lot of talent. But I think those days are are going away a bit. Um, you know, you kind of you 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 can't be a dictator. I actually, when I got promoted to CD, uh, at uh cpb i sucked at it like i sucked at it and one of the reasons why is i adopted the style of my bosses and other successful leaders in canada i'm not saying they were jerks not at all but you know there's like there's players coaches in sports and there's you know not player coaches (laughs) So push people hard and it's all about the output and like just get to great stuff uh, however you can I thought that was the way to go that doesn't suit my personality this is micromanaging and, and being involved yeah or... being like being dictatorial you know just thinking like it's like listen I'm the person now and it's, and it's gonna be my way and like do this 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 and this and that's not my personality i'm more of uh i like i want i want people to be i want people to enjoy what they do i want people to love advertising as much as i love advertising so uh, i don't put on that act anymore um i i try to be a players coach and really try to build people up and um
2: what are what are some of the things like what what would be some of the things that you do to help kind of get that? that creative participation out of your your routine?
1: I think I try to just be enthusiastic. I try to just show up um, with passion and enthusiasm. Like I did this podcast because I want, I want people to fall in love with advertising or people who have been um, jaded or they just like, There are a few projects in a row where it's spiritually debilitating. I want people to understand that this is... It's what I believe. This is one of the best industries in the world. You are not making dentures. You're not a dentist or an accountant. You're not doing spreadsheets all day. You get to use your brain and think for a living. So I try to make uh, everything fun, and I try to level with people. So... The old me would be like, I don't care if it's a a car dealer ad. So and so won a a a gold lion in 1978 for a car dealer ad. I don't I don't do that, and I I'm I don't say everything is an opportunity uh, is a great opportunity to win lions. Like go work on the weekend, you know, like briefing people on Friday night and tell them to come back Monday morning. I don't do that. Um, I motivate people just with um excitement and honesty so I will on every brief I will identify uh what the win is like what's the win on this like and I'll tell them listen listen I know it's just you know social copy this is an opportunity for you to just you know get a lot better you haven't had too many reps uh doing copy your headlines are great your copy you know um, could always get better. So this, that's the win in this. That's the win on this social copy brief. And always well, identify what it is.
2: What was the first win for you when you were working and you, and you did an ad and you were like, yeah, this is why I'm doing this? What was the first one you
1: remember? Ugh. <laughs> I don't want to say it because on my podcast, Ted, the guy that runs this thing, uh, uh, plays a song every time I say it because uh, I bring it up a lot so every time I say Vim, I did this Vim commercial he he does a jingle and he, and he cuts me off when I say it and it's like Aaron's talking about Vim again, he just can't help himself and I'm like, fuck Ted so, but but, I bring it up because it's uh, Vim was uh, influential in my career and it was, as you say, a moment when I went, yes, this is, this is the dream. When um, Anthony Calumet got me all excited about getting into advertising uh, with, his, with his speech about people doing Super Bowl commercials and like doing funny things, um, that's what I envisioned. So uh, my very first TV brief, uh, it was for a cleaning product called uh, Vim Cream. Uh, which is like it, 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 they've never done any good shit ever. Like they had like little blue mascots, um, heavily researched, like the thing like, like scrubbing
2: bubbles, little characters,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. So, yeah. so that's it. So, uh, I, I got the brief. Um, a senior team turned it down and said, like, we're not working on that shit, and, uh, and, and you know, I I jumped for joy. I got a TV brief. I never got one of those before, and we uh, we had a great brief from an amazing planner, Shelly Brown, who's uh, who's killing it in Canada right now at another agency. And uh, there was something on the brief. that's like you know, the, like it, it, it like the shouted from the mountain, and it said cleaning sucks. I'm like, what? This doesn't seem like it's going to be bad, because like, I've never seen, I've never seen ads about cleaning products, like talk about the this obvious tension that it, it, it's not it's not good to to clean. It's kind of it kind of really is terrible. You have other shit to do. Yet you're cleaning, and most of the ads you see are like smiley people dancing like at at, like at the sparkle they got and and cleaning ads have historically sucked so um i was with my partner and we were using the product and we were like scrubbing caked on grime uh off a stovetop that's what it does it cleans bat it cleans bathtub uh grime and like caked on pasta stuff like that's the magic of it and it was, and I, we were using the, the competitors' spray. Uh, fantastic, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. orange scented, fantastic, and it wasn't getting it out. It was just like you just have to keep repeating it. and You're getting like frustrating, like fuck, sucks. Cool. Um, we started writing ads after that, and uh, I wrote down. Um, uh, I do this thing where I, I write. Fantastic down.
2: sucks. Ad
1: I wrote that like I do this thing. This is this is like. This has been my move since, like, since I was, since I was young. I don't know if you do this. I write down, um, an insight or something off the brief that's powerful, like cleaning sucks. And then I make, like, little spokes out of, like, it says cleaning sucks. And then I'll do spokes, like, mm, it sucks so bad, um, you know, your life will flash before your eyes and all you will see is cleaning. Right? (laughs) Uh... I wrote one down that was feels like you're stuck in prison. And then that's the ad that ended up getting produced. We had a um, we had a uh, a mom. This is right after the movie Monster came out. You ever see that movie Monster with the uh, uh, Charlize Theron and she was a serial killer. You know,
2: it was referenced in a conversation at my agency the other day, and I have not seen it, but I heard that it's fantastic.
1: Downtown. So she was it she was good and she i think she won the oscar but it was right around that that the time that movie came out i like she was like in an orange jumpsuit so we created we did a misdirect and uh we had um we had a like a a, a little girl visiting her mom in prison and you know the, the mom was wearing um you know an orange jumpsuit and you know it's just like typical visiting hour scene like you would see in monster or any other of those movies and uh the 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 little girls like puts her hand on the glass like when are you going to get out of here Mm -hmm. mom's like in a while i gotta get back and we cut wide and we see they're not in a they're not in a like a visitor room, like mom was actually in a bathtub shower situation, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and then like she's like, I love you, mama, I love you too, baby. So, the old head fake, the old that. So, anyway, so we did that, and it's like, don't spend your life cleaning. And I'm, I'm like, I, I started to get calls from like you know, like um, classmates. Did, who did that ad did you do that ad and um and i was like whoa this industry's good i yeah. like this like i really this is what it's all about and you cleaning know,
2: sucks. advertising's fun
1: yeah, advertising is fun and then you know that's is like year 2 in advertising after getting fired a couple of times so i hit really low lows and then you know, we, I, me and my partner won the Young Creative Contest for Canada. So we actually got a free trip to Can, which was great. Um, and, you know, our agency entered this into Can, which, you know, which was, which was great. And then, like, we found out, we found out it won a gold lion, didn't have a, uh, didn't have a, uh, like, a, I, I, I looked like I was wearing a hat and I thought you had to wear a jacket to go up on stage. I didn't know any of this stuff. So went up on stage and then we're like doing interviews with the press after. It's like, what is my life right now? <laughs> right. I'm on a red carpet doing press. Uh, I like just got fired two times uh, in, and it was, it was the fucking greatest. And uh, I was so inspired by all the work there. Like I thought so much of, so much of the work at Cannes was better than, than that BIM ad. And, it just inspired me to like go back. Let's try to do like more of these things that people like, and uh, yeah. What is so?
2: Wasn't the last time you're on the stage in Can? Go back <laughs> to your accolades. You got them all. Yeah. What more Can Lions than anyone in, in Canada. What is the secret to selling good work?
1: Um. So I got a, I got a confession. <laughs> I suck at selling. Like, I'm not, I'm not a salesperson at all. I, I'm, I'm kind of terrible at it. Um, so I, I, I start with, like, I'm just honest. Um, like I say in my gut, why I think it works. Um, I also try to make it not scary for the client. The, <laughs> I think a mistake is, like, let's ask the client to be brave. I think you need to be brave. And, like, they take all the risks. They can lose their job. Um, I think, like, like, I find, like, with Rethink, what we do is we try to take the risk out of, um, out of putting really bold work out in the market. We try to take the risk out of it. Um, a couple ways we do that. Uh, we start small, and, uh, and then we grow it. Like, we have a term for this, but so many agencies do it. Like, go, then Grow. Right We'll put out something like a social post, and there's like there's not much risk for a client to put out a social post right are not there's not a uh, like a heavy broadcast investment. They're not spending seven million dollars on a Super Bowl ad for thirty seconds. Um, so there's very little risk, so I mean I think the 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 secret sauce for us is uh we go and then grow, we start off with something small. you know I remember we you know we had um we had a, a social post about the Heinz bottle. Uh, like, I remember this meeting. I love I love big platform stuff. I do. Um, but the sexiest stuff for me is, you know, when pre- you present big platform ideas, you know, like an ecosystem that, you know, can go for 5, 10 years. The sexiest thing for me is page 23 of the deck. And here's the type of little things you could do, right? So, so... Um, So we do that all the time Um, on, on Heinz specifically, you know, one of those, like one of those little things was we had a bottle and it's like, okay, well, people don't know what the perfect angle is to like make the the ketchup come out like a little quicker. There is a perfect angle. It's 41 degrees. So we did a thing where um, you have, like we made the, the label crooked on the bottles. So you have to like, when it's just standing upright, it looks weird. And then you have to go like this to get to 41 degrees, so it's perfect, so that you you know you you understand the exact 41 degree angle. So it helps that way. So um, that wasn't a scary idea. I wasn't I wasn't selling, <laughs> right? I wasn't trying to convince the clients like yeah yeah put a lot of money in this. I'm saying like, look, there's a the little thing that's part of this platform. That's about uh, reigniting the love for this brand. Um, you don't have to invest a lot of money into it, and if it takes off, we can make it into a thing, and you can invest more and more into it as it grows. So, and that's what happened, and that's what happens a lot. Uh, put out something small. Clients invested, and in that case, like they made it, they made uh, they made a commercial about it. Uh, that commercial ended up airing on the Super Bowl but it started off as like a little thing like here's the perfect angle a visual and also it ended up on uh um Mm -hmm. in stores so i think that is a a good strategy for any agency and a lot of agencies do it uh, especially independent agencies like ours so uh i i think that's really solid uh in terms of a strategy of getting good work through uh i also think um just like systems like the process uh it it really matters not the why but the how and just making something um just repeatable and like rethink happens to have a process that uh is repeatable and uh, i think i think it matters can you share any
2: of that yeah curious because you know creatives we like to think outside of the box yeah told me you've got a box i'm curious about
1: your box we got a box. Um, and honestly, this is, this is, you know, I repeat this over and over and over again, uh, internally, externally to the press in new business. Uh, our secret sauce is, is the how it's the process. And, um, this is what it is in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, so a lot of, a lot of agencies they, they they think that like you know success comes from like chaos, creatives like wacky hair running around, like having no guardrails. Like yeah, let's uh, crack some shit. Um, they think that 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 works and that 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 has worked um, for a lot of agencies. We do the exact opposite. <laughs> so while there may be creatives with wacky hair and. And like they're really weird as creatives are Um, it's the structure and process that is rocket fuel for creativity in our opinion so you know we start with uh, doing a lot of ideas we uh, we do like the one or 100 rule Uh, your first idea um, could be your best idea or your 100th idea can be your best idea but you don't know till you do 100 ideas so we do a lot we do a lot of ideas we go fast and loose um we art directors are not allowed to like comp stuff up it for for early presentations just want like lots of loose little things like back in cpb like 2003 days you do you do the press headline right you do a little image it could be a scribble so we do we do a lot of them and then we peer review so we put it in front of so many uh people at the agency we put it in front of client partners and we we narrow it down to like to five to seven shallow holes that we will share with the client um shallow holes like um you just don't dig deep right like we'll show clients ideas that are just scribbles like napkin like shit and um so we don't dig deep we show the clients we bring them in like abnormally early like really early where are like <laughs> where it's kind of like scary it's like all we have is like a nugget of something we will bring them in that early and they'll narrow it down to two little nuggets and and they'll say listen i hate this for that reason uh, i we did something like that internally a few years ago like. like I'll get fired if we do that but this this these one or two there is something there and then we'll actually brainstorm with the client in the in the room like right there it's like this is what it could be and they're like if they're like feeling the idea they'll often say stuff Um, and then we'll eventually have like a big ta-da meeting right like just like normal agencies do so we'll go and present you know like one idea really blown out or where we dig deep but there's no surprises like, there is not one surprise for the client. There's, like, some delightful moments. Like, oh, I didn't realize you can go there. But they were, like, in super early. Um, so they kind of help co-author it in a way. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of easy. It's, it's, it's kind of like we're all on the, all on the same team. Um, and, you know, we do that. Um, we do that repeatedly. We follow, like, we even follow this acronym CRAFTS. Uh, clear, uh, is it, is it clear? Is it relevant? This is talking about culture. Mm-hmm. Um, is it achievable? Like, can we do it? Can we do it fast? Can we like, yeah. um, is it fresh? Have we seen it before? Is it like true? Is it true for the brand? And is it shareable? So like as creatives come up with work, they have, they have this, uh, kind of like tattooed into their neocortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we peer review it you know whoever you are whatever department if you're looking at it in accounting you have crafts in your mind right it's like oh you know what this one doesn't like this this one doesn't have the c it's it's not clear um this one i actually saw something like it at the one show in 2009 like so dead 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 those ideas don't make it to client they are not going to be one of the five to seven ideas that's it. Oh. <laughs> that's us in a nutshell. I that. will repeat yeah. this until I'm blue in the face. Clear. To, what's that? Clear. Yeah. Resonant. Relevant.
2: Close. Relevant.
1: Yeah. Actionable. Achievable. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not a great listener.
1: No, no you're good. You did. You yeah. Fast. Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> True and sh- and shareable. Um, so honestly i think leaders are repeaters so yeah. i will repeat this shit until i'm blue in the face um, huh. i will repeat it to uh a junior art director who starts like i make sure they know it to um our account team to clients uh over and over and over everybody needs to know our our process um and you know as you as you scale like we we doubled in size in uh, in one year and you know so there's danger there there's danger um in terms of quality control when you get fast quick so the thing that saves our ass is stick stick to the fucking process Right. Mm-hmm. Like we wrote a book, rethink, wrote a book on it, like follow the process. And, uh, I think like the, the partner team for the agency, um, like we are all over this. And when there's new rethinkers, um, it's like, it's like the first thing they, they need to learn, learn the process, no matter what department you're in, um, yeah, it's it's just it's just, what do you, it's just mandatory. What do you say
2: thing? when you get when you've hired that new hotshot creative that goes like, "Yeah, I hear about your process, but tell you what, I'm a real shoot from the hip kind of a kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, how's that conversation go? Uh,
1: I haven't had that conversation. Like i i I haven't had people uh, say, "Fuck that!" Like that's not how we do it at uh, uh, J. Walter Thompson. Yeah, I like I I haven't seen that. Um, what what I have heard is like, hey, you know, just FYI, uh, at J Walter Thompson, like we do it, we kind of do it this way. It's like, okay, really, that's int- that's interesting. Um, but like, please just consider this and just like do a a tiny trust fall, do a trust fall with Rethink, and just kind of like breathe it in for six months, like just just try try doing our process try try living it see if you hate it then let's have a chat um and you know what sometimes um sometimes we do bring in new thinking from other agencies like for fuck's sakes like the 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 press releases that's Alex Boguski invented that um we're religious about it (laughs) like we we do everything with a press release so we're open to it but we ask people to just like take a deep breath, breathe it in. You're going to like it. I promise. And then have a combo about it. If they don't.
2: Well, let me ask you this from my perspective, the world has changed quite a bit in advertising where those big press releases, man, the news cycle is awful fast. Now, you know, something that might get you pressed for a month, went down to a week, went down to a day, went down to maybe just a morning, you know, it's real hard to compete with, uh, Chinese balloons and (laughs) Rihanna's pregnant and all that stuff so how has your philosophy evolved there or has it
1: we have the uh, type of environment so like okay I'm going to apologize to all the teams that did this so like I'm sure rethinkers will are going to watch this and listen to it
2: I always like a statement that starts with an apology it starts
1: with an apology you mentioned balloons like how do you, like how do you compete with balloons? So our environment is super reactive. Yes, teams are working on on big platforms. They're working on big stuff. They're also just reading the news. <laughs> you know, it's it's it is like kind of reactive advertising. Uh, I had three ideas presented to me in the last uh, few days on on balloons. Like actually, like oh, you know the balloon thing that's going on we want like we want we want do something for X brand, you know people will use their binoculars, they'll see it's for us, here's how it ties to the brand, think it's gonna make the news uh and yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but like what so what if it gets shot down like what happens if the military deploys an aircraft and they shoot it so anyways, <laughs> so sometimes I have to be just like. Realistic, wow. but I'm telling you about the balloons because you can get stuff out in a day like that. We do that. Like we get stuff out in a day. You know. You know. Like kind of gone are the days where uh, everything has to go in a like quantitative research. <laughs> you know, you're good if you want something out and you're like knock and you know. Your, your client takes a mini trust ball with you. It's like, listen, yes, if we had a time, if we had a week to make it look sexier um, and sweat like every word, uh, it might be a little bit better, but we're going to miss the moment. Do a trust ball with us. Let's get it out. I mean, we we do this all the time. We had, you know, when Cristiano uh, Ronaldo, when he did a press conference uh, about... Uh, like he, for the World Cup it's like Coca-Cola like no 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 Coca-Cola he had Coca-Cola in front of him no Coca-Cola agua right he asked for all, and it's like Coca-Cola they lost three billion dollars in that moment <laughs> like that that happened and a team came to us and said hey what are the odds of us getting um, this thing out tomorrow for Ikea I'm like, let's call the client <laughs> Right. So yeah, they, 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 so they had their famous cork and bottle that, you know, that glass bottle and they did, and they called it Cristiano, uh, took a mini, like again, a bit of a trust fall. It's like, yeah, we may hear from, uh, Ronaldo's legal representation. We may, we may get a cease and desist. And they took a trust fall with us. Uh, We put out this cork and bottle thing. We sold it, called it Cristiano. It blew up. It, uh, it got, it became, it was at the second most talked about brand at the Euro, uh, for no money. We did it in a day. So to get back to your question, what do you like, what, what, like, what do you do? Shit's happening fast. I think you just, I'm very, I'm all about creating an environment where like, it's fun. It's fun to think of stuff that doesn't have a brief, uh, react to a moment because um when something's hot in culture that's when that's when an idea is going to strike um you know resonate the most get the most eyeballs um and when you react to culture like if something's really hot out in the world um you know and it kind of lines up with the brand like it's it's at that confluence where i mean that's where the magic is
2: so let me ask you this with with yeah, we, we've talked about Cannes a little bit. I've only been, I think, once. Yeah. What I saw there was the creatives and the creative portion of the industry kind of shoved to the back of whatever that hotel is.
1: <laughs> the the, 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 the rating,
2: going through ungodly amounts of rosé. But the story was the media, Facebook, Google, snapchat yeah and it seemed like okay there's a new we're in a new era so yeah. we've got all these great creative ideas and it's you know the creatives in the corner kind of going wish it was more of this and how do you how do you how do you continue to operate in the big idea space when when media analytics results has has started to dominate the conversation
1: I don't get I don't get um, so hung up on it. to to, to, be on, to be honest, we just like do the thing. You know, at the end of the day, just try to get just try to get good st- stuff out in the world. Um, like, let's worry about ourselves and you know, like whatever. Instagram can do their thing, and you know, Snapchat, whatever. Like, like, <laughs> like, w- like, we'll use um, we'll use a, like what on the medium as. Uh, If it's if it's we'll use it as a vessel to get the best version of the idea out. Now whatever that is, we'll do that. But at the end of the day, um, advertising is still it's about it's about the the big idea. I think I think we got away from that. I remember I remember in Cannes like we just we just as an industry we just started awarding all this shit. It's like what where's the idea? Like it's like. Well, like you got a plug-in and the plug-in. No, no, but what's the idea? You remember when we had ideas? When there would like be a, you know, uh, a spot and there was something really insightful about that spot or ownable for the brand. And we were just, you know, for about, I'd say, three years, we were just like, hey, there's something uh, technology here let's like, I haven't seen that before. Let's do that. And the idea was missing. Um, in recent years, I'd say the past, uh, three years, we got back to the idea and like the ideas, the ideas, uh, is still King. Um, look, Heinz back in the day, right. They, an idea was, uh, you know, a spot. That's what it was. 19, 1982. It's like the the patience it was about patience and like it's worth the wait look it's slow it's worth it's worth the wait and they had a big hit on their hands they did a commercial about like okay it's really it's really slow um it's still about that advertising st- still about that that big idea we'll just do it in a different way you know like it's not always about broadcast first uh y- yeah it could be uh, you you react to a moment and you like I said, you go, then grow, get it out, the, get it out the door, build it. It goes on all the social channels. There's influencers. Maybe there's a, a real technological, um, way at it. Like you're hacking ways. We hacked ways, um, uh, and, and we gave people free ketchup if they drove at the speed of ketchup. Look, there's like a red line on, on ways. So listen, I, you know, an idea is an idea and yeah like we're using we're using ways we're hacking ways we're um using something native to ways um uh a red line connecting it to our brand uh uh patience and 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 slowness but it's not different than what they did in 1982 you know at the core of it it's what the it's what it's what the brand stands for um so you know i don't get too hung up on uh you know what's the, la- what's, what's the, la- what's the latest medium? What, what are people trying? What are what are people trying to like sell agencies on? It's like you got to use our thing. Yeah. we'll use your thing um, if it makes sense for the idea. But it's still, all about the idea.
2: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. You know, I think your your process is cool. I like the proactive approach to bringing ideas to your clients. I just don't know if you've have, you know I've been in I've been in briefings with a client literally they didn't ask for an idea. They said our ROAS is 2.5. We'd really like that to be closer to four. <laughs> yeah. End of briefing. Yeah. End of briefing.
1: Oh, we get that. That's uh, yeah. That, I feel that's a lot of briefs. Yeah. And yeah.
2: so, how do you how do you kind of reconcile back? I guess to, to, <clears throat> to the objective if it's delivered that way, and you hear, and you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you about the ROAS, but we got this catch
1: up thing. Uh, I mean it all it all comes back to uh if it if it breaks through if the brand is at the heart of it it's usually going to be effective um like i I like what i'm seeing in the effies lately it's good work Mm. that's good work right like the effies the most successful work the work that wins grand prix and um gold effies uh it's the work that's winning in can it is so i think um you know, hopefully, you, you know, like, the key is to, to as an agency, to partner with uh, brands who believe that creativity uh, results uh, in, in sales. You know, you want to partner with people who believe, you know what, creativity is going to help my business. There's some power in that, and uh, like we'll say no to clients like we'll flat out say no um if if they're like telling us listen don't give a shit about creativity i got a i got a problem um i i just want to i just want to just like tell people about it and don't i i don't i don't care if they talk about it or share it so we don't take those clients on we we take on clients who like want what we do um and uh, and once and once we take them on, we kind of like we kind of we kind of tell we kind of we have a event session. We could call it a relationship accelerator. So basically, what happens in these? Yeah, like,
2: accelerate the end of the relationship. But that might could, be okay. It sounds like
1: you could, uh, you could, it, I, uh, you could end the relationship right there. If but it hasn't, it hasn't happened to us. But. What it is, and this is funny, like it it always happens this way. You know, we start, we talk about our pet peeves. Like as an agency, we will say, hey, just FYI, this is our process. I'll say what I said, like what I said to you about crafts, peer review. We'll bring you in early. Uh, We're not going to show you, just like a heads up. You may freak out. You're going to see scribbles. Like we give them all the heads up. And then, you know, they early on say, all right, can we be honest? Are we in the circle of trust? Uh, this is why we hated our last agency or like, (laughs) right. And, and they'll say, and you know, whatever it is. So we'll, we'll know they're hot buttons and, uh, and every client's different. You know, it's like, you know, like this, you know, the, the, the account lead would, uh, would go directly to my boss. I fucking hated that. Never do that. Or it's like, I, you know, I, um, I never respond. I never respond to emails. <laughs> like whatever it is, um, don't try to be sneaky with awards. You know, two agencies ago, I'll never forget. They were just trying to win awards, and um, I like it was so transparent. They only fucking cared about awards. And like, if it's not good for business, I don't want to do it. I want creativity, but don't scam me, right? So like, it's every client says something, and there's just there's no. Um, there's nothing held back, and then and that sets the that sets the groundwork to kind of be partners and and do good, do the good thing. Just like no, no, they're hot buttons. They're like, yeah, Would they, we don't have meetings on Monday. We don't have client meetings on Monday. We tell them that. It's like what? Yeah, we don't want we don't want teams working on the weekend. Like w- if you make a meeting Tuesday, like the art director will get the deck ready on Monday instead of Sunday. Like just, can we just like okay okay <laughs> so um, yeah that's just really important
2: well earlier you said you get them involved early in the process yeah. now you're telling me you like listen to them it's almost like you treat your clients like humans
1: I, I I think I think so many agencies treat their clients like humans like it's not it's not just us but there's nothing there's nothing more off-putting than uh, uh, like. Ksh, ksh, it's go it's go time i'm gonna crush it and we're like to sell the shit out of this there's nothing more like i think clients sense that and um you know listen you know maybe some agencies still go out of that way but uh i think as an industry we are getting um we're getting more people centric as a whole which is which is which is great to see
2: it feels like a uh, almost a counter reaction to the the, the media effication or the analytics kind of, uh, revolution that we live through. You're, you're, you're advocating for a much more human centric approach.
1: I think so. I, I think so. I mean, we are, um, it's like, it's a cliche cliche thing, but we follow it. We, 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 uh, uh, we care about, um, people, product and profit in that order. Like we, we, we live it. Like, I don't want this to be a giant rethink infomercial. I don't, but, uh, like, we try to, yeah, getting some calls. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but we try to live, we try to live that. Like even when we have, um, um, you know, you know, quarterly meetings and it's like the state in the partner group. And it's, you know, it's about the state of the agency. Um, the last thing we talk about is, uh, revenue. Uh, we start with people, um, and like the very first thing we always bring up is like, okay, let's talk about the culture check, right? We do the culture checks twice a year, uh, and like, and we're transparent about it, man. Like, we if if people say like work life balance, you know, like they and they give it a low score, we taught we we share it with all all the staff, and we're like, okay, here's all here's all the scores. Um, this score sucked, <laughs> like this you know, and want to let you know, uh, we're going to do something about it. Um, like in that case, if like people feel like they're spread thin, it's like, okay, uh, just to let you know, we're gonna, we're gonna take a hit on profit. It's okay. Uh, we're going to hire more people. Our staff cost ratio is not going to be perfect. You know, accounting's not going to love it, but if we hire more people, um, you're not going to have to work so much you're not going to be spread thin you're not going to be so spiritually debil- <laughs> debilitated uh we're going to work on that so like we we take that shit seriously um and um yeah we 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 try to live it we really do
2: so you know you talked about uh in in your early 20s hmm. not knowing exactly what to do Let's say we, we jump in the time machine and now you're you're twenty five again. Would you go into advertising now?
1: Yeah. I would. I would. How about you?
2: I don't know if advertising is still advertising. So I'm going into something, whatever, whatever we're evolving into. Um Yeah. I you know, I think it's a great question. What what would you say, like if all right, so they say, okay, yeah. Advertising. Yeah, I want to do that. What yeah. is advertising? What would you what 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 would you say it is now? You get you get you get a three sentence pitch to this twenty two year old who's either going to be a lawyer and hate his fucking life, or you can convince him to go into advertising. Hey, man, what's advertising?
1: I th- listen at the at the at the end of the day, uh, you know. A twenty-two-year-old is like, yeah, I saw those uh, the Super Bowl. I saw the Super Bowl ads. They're they're cool, right? So, they 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 love that. But there's other stuff that's cool too. Um, it was cool when when Red Bull had a, a guy do a space jump. You know, they saw they saw that um, they saw that too, right? Like th- that that's wild. You can get paid to think of stuff like that. A, a guy jumps from outer space. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, so I would, I would point out the really great, the really great stuff in the industry. I'm not talking, not talking case study bullshit, Ugh, case study bullshit has to stop, but that's, that's a whole other thing, but I'm talking about stuff that, um, you know, people see out in the world and they love it. And it's not often, it's not often, uh, a, a, it's not always a TV spot, although it often, it often is, but, uh you know, point to the cool stuff and you do it. The other thing is I like this advertising like a safe haven for weirdos. You know, it's a place for like misfits and troublemakers and class clowns. And, uh, that's what you see around the halls of, uh, most agencies. You see people who are funny, uh, they're joking around. Um, they're not just like, stressed looking at spreadsheets or in people's mouths like being dentisty right there you know for the most part we're, we're it embraces the weirdos um embraces people like me you know i like i could not do anything else and um i say if uh if you're fu- kind of funny maybe a little bit weird uh not so straight laced then like this is a this is this is a good thing now if that's not you, then that's your, that not your personality, don't do it. But I, I feel like point. advertising understands, uh, you know, advertising in a way, this industry, it, it, it understands who the, the bulk of its people are, you know, and it, and it, tr- it tries to have fun with it.
2: Are you guys back in the office?
1: Yeah. 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 But not, uh, not mandated. Um, you know we have there's a bunch of cities for rethink and every city's different um in toronto uh people in tuesday tuesday is a big day It's lunch I'm... on tuesday <laughs> i had a i had a fried corn dog i had a fried corn dog day. like yesterday was fried corn dog day and uh uh, yesterday was Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fried corn dogs. And, uh, you know, people show up for the lunch on Tuesday, but I also think they show up because they know people are going to be there. So it's like, you know, they pick a day or two to come in and Tuesday is always a big day. Um, I'm coming in like personally, I'm coming in a couple days a week. Um, in, uh, in Vancouver and Montreal, people come in a lot more. For whatever reason sometimes oh, you, hold
2: high, you gotta go somewhere right
1: yeah there's that there's um like transportation traffic in toronto uh is brutal like very few people could just like walk walk to work or ride a bike mm-hmm. um you know but like montreal is different vancouver is different so uh more people come in and people are coming in new york
2: And corn dogs. Well, I'm in New York now actually, and my plane was I would say seventy-five percent empty and hotels were cheap. I know last week was Fashion Week, so maybe I missed it by a week. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: It's it doesn't quite feel the 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 same, you know?
1: Yeah, I hear you.
2: Justn't necessarily this is probably the right amount of people to be in New York. Yeah. Uh, So the question, I guess, the only thing left for me was and I, I, I could make a guess, but we'll let you answer it because that's how this goes. Optimistic or pessimistic for the future of the advertising industry?
1: <laughs> you know why I'm laughing? Right? We had this like a mini convo. It's like, I'm not going to, you know what? I'm not going to be good at is like talking about the future of advertising. <laughs> well, I'm okay, but, yeah. but optimistic like really really fucking optimistic i i am i i I think uh i think like as as an industry i think we're getting more like more nimble um there's 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 big ideas coming out more frequently and um we can still make a great commercial this industry could still make the things people talk about we could do a good super bowl at although this year this year uh it wasn't it wasn't the best i think we're getting too celebrity centric and like the idea is getting uh shuffled aside a bit but uh i mean 1984 was a super bowl commercial right i
2: believe I it, it was uh, it yeah just it,
1: uh, but uh you know what um there's a reason why everybody's favorite night in Cannes is the is the uh, is the film night you know it's like ah, this is this this is the stuff we we talk about and that's not going away it's not going away like we're still gonna make commercials and uh, we're just also gonna do a lot of other fun stuff. there's just you know so many um, different mediums emerging um, that you could just you could just have fun uh, in, in different ways represent the brand, um, in new ways. And every time there's a, you know, a new, a new platform, a new medium, um, something a new, uh, societal behavior, you know, that leads to freshness. So as long as we keep, uh, you know, as long as we don't go down the same old briefs, um, I think I think we're going to be good. I think the uh, the future is bright for Adland.
2: Freshness is good. That's 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 part of the craft process. So
1: fresh well, is good. Fresh is good for everyone. There's a lot. There's so much There's a lot of fresh work uh, coming out.
2: Well, we're we're looking forward to seeing some more from you. We always know it's good.
1: Aaron yeah, you too, Ryan.
2: Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure hosting this with you. So
0: thanks for thanks for playing along and, and being a great guest.
1: No, thanks. Uh, thanks for having
0: me. All right, thank you to my buddy, Ryan Kutcher. Thank you to my new buddy, Aaron Starkman. And thank you again to an old buddy, Andrew Feldenstein, and the crew over at Beacon Street Studios for producing this podcast. As always, if you dig the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend or colleague. Got some other great guest host combinations coming up here in the months ahead, so stay tuned for that. And until we talk again, peace.
2: Let them clap for show. Let it wrap your resistance. May trap unknowns. Release for your heart. Speak, balance flowing.